Hello guys, it's me again, giving you guys another warning as to something that you'll notice when you hear the episode. And again, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. My audio sounds really, really different this time as opposed to last episode. And this one can be attributed to user error. I did not set up on the recording to where it was picking up my microphone from my interface. So instead, it picked up the microphone from my computer, and it sounds not that great. So I'm sorry about that, but that's how it ended up. And uh, yeah, that's the situation. A couple other things really quick. Some of the information that we talked about in the episode changed from after we talked about it. So if it seems kind of outdated or if we talked about somebody that wasn't signed somewhere and they ended up signing somewhere later, just know that. We did not know that in the middle of the recording because we recorded in the middle of the day on Wednesday. So, And the last thing is that I don't know when it's happening, but this may be one of, if not the last episode, you'll hear with an ad. Okay, um, My ads are apparently going away because of some different changes that uh, Anchor, or I guess what it's called now, Spotify for Podcasters uh, has some changes that they made. So, yeah, you won't hear that 40-second little anchor ad anymore uh, here pretty soon. So just wanted to tell you guys that. Anywho, enjoy this episode. Hey, yo, it's all about the homies, you know what I mean? combo i feel like Mo- like sometimes it's just basketball sometimes it's just football but for the most part it's a it's a healthy balance yes yes i, I think it's a good it's a good way to like fill up time because mm-hmm. if we just did one or the other like like it's probably good that or it's probably be better if we had two separate ones because yeah the amount of time that our episodes yeah. take but it's whatever and this is uh, probably gonna be a long oh one. this is gonna be a long one so uh hope you're on a drive to I don't know, Kansas or something. You're on a long road Canada, trip. more like. Yeah, yeah or we're on a long flight, because this is going to take a while. So we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to start on the NFL side. There's been a lot of trades and signings and trade requests and rumors and lots of things that we're, we'll talk about here in a sec. But first, we need to talk about news that just broke literally like, ah, like 10, 15 minutes ago, and that is Aaron Rodgers. It has been coming for a while. But it is happening, we think. Uh, He intends to play for the Jets. The trade has not happened yet as of this recording because they're still working out compensation. The details, all that. Yeah, all the deets and all that. But he apparently just went on 
uh, Pat McAfee show, which is like his venting space pretty much. And, uh, just made that proclamation. It's been coming because yesterday he put out a list of, or there was a rumor of a list of, of receivers that he wanted on the team and, you know, lots of clues that have kind of pointed to this coming. So what do you think about that, Noah, about the end of the Rodgers era in Green Bay, uh, what this means for the Jets, but also what this means for the Packers because Jordan Love is now the starting quarterback unless they bring in somebody which i don't think they will nah yeah they're gonna stick with jordan love for sure honestly this is a year too late it should have happened last year Agreed. Uh, i mean maybe not necessarily going to the jets but at least leaving the packers in general probably to the jets uh it definitely should have happened last year the jets would have had a far better season because i mean they were killing it i think at the beginning of the season but and their defense was top five i think at least top 10 pretty much the entire year especially with the addition of sauce gardner on that but like their biggest problem was obviously just quarterback they had solid receivers they had you know decent running backs and stuff but they just uh the whole drama was zach wilson having old man joe flacco over there trying to not die on the field and stuff like and mike white yeah and mike white who We'll talk about he's now somewhere else, but I'm trying. I can't remember now at the top of my head. So much NFL Miami. has happened. Miami. So much NFL stuff has happened. It's hard to keep it all straight. You know the meme with like all the LeBron memes, like Le GM. I feel like that's what Aaron Rodgers is turning Absolutely. into, or all, gonna turn into for the Jets. Like he was like, I want Alan Lazard. I think he said Randall Cobb, and maybe someone else over to the Jets and OBJ. Um, yeah, OBJ too. And immediately the Jets sign Alan Lazard to, I think it's four year, 11 per year, something like that. Yeah, some deal. Yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, and that, I mean, that's a lot of money for Alan Lazard. I don't think he's that good. But hey, you know what? You're making sure you can secure Aaron Rodgers. For the Jets, I, I honestly like it. Like, sure, there's kind of some drama around Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think it's enough to you know, cause any like locker room issues, really that, that division. Cause it's the jets, the dolphins, the bills and the Patriots. That's going to be a very good division next year. Yeah. Especially with this addition. And I mean, all those teams are getting a lot better, but, um, except really the Patriots, but Patriots are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Overall that's, I mean, the jets could potentially become contenders now, honestly. Yeah. I think that they need to, I mean, it's kind of funny that he put out that list of receivers, but they also kind of need to do that because if they don't, it kind of feels like a repeat of the Packers situation, just in a different conference in a different city. Yeah. Especially if they can get OBJ. I know he's coming off an ACL injury, but can't deny the man's talent. And also the ACL injury was two Super Bowls ago too. Right, right. So So he's had a long time to recover. Lazard and him have chemistry, so that's a good thing. Um, the Jets have, like you said, decent receivers with uh, Elijah Moore, hopefully, if he's still around. I know Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson. And they had a whole running back just, you know, carousel because guys kept on getting hurt, so maybe they can find some stability there. But it's a young budding team that needed a little bit of veteran presence. I did not think this was going to be the move, but <laughs> I like it in that regard. Um, I think it helps them a lot. And I'm interested to see how Rodgers and Sala, Robert Sala, the head coach, how that relationship will will come to fruition. I think that'll be very interesting, something to keep an eye out for. For the Packers, we'll see about Jordan Love. I mean, I don't, I don't 
want to have any like strong opinions about that yet because we've only seen him play like what two or three games maybe yeah i think for them it's they're obviously gonna be worse i don't think it's gonna be an awful year i don't think they'll make playoffs but like i think they'll be right below 500 i haven't looked at their schedule or anything but just based off all this pretty much like they're gonna be a very average maybe slightly below average they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna go three and 14 or anything like that yeah yeah because i mean they still have good weapons and stuff so yeah and i'm curious to see if they decide to just blow it up because i think that's a real possibility i wonder if it's worth still keeping aaron jones on that roster if it's worth keeping uh i can't remember the other running back's name aj dillon aj dillon if it's worth keeping both of those guys uh, maybe it is. Maybe they still want to be somewhat competitive. And maybe they just needed a, a fresh face and a quarterback. I super agree with you that this was definitely a year too late. Because especially with how the year ended up happening for Green Bay, it was a waste of a year. Like, they were not good at all last year. Except for the stretch they had towards the end of the year before they lost to the Lions. Like, they were not a good team at mm-hmm. all. So Except they beat the Cowboys. But anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very true. So yeah. Yeah, interesting uh, interesting situation. We'll see what happens. I think there's a lot that still needs to get figured out for the Jets. They got to get rid of, well, I guess Zach Wilson, you don't have to get rid of in this situation, right? Like, uh, you yeah. Keep him as the backup. I mean, Flacco's gone in this scenario, right? Like, there's no point in keeping him. But I imagine that Wilson is still there to finish out his contract, and then they get somebody else as a backup. Or maybe they try to trade Wilson to another not-good team. Yeah, but he's just, they're not going to get a lot for him. But if they're just right. on with them, might as well get like a, a fifth, maybe a sixth for him or something. Right. And also, it definitely seems like he needs a, a fresh start. And yeah. that's weird saying that for a guy who's only been in the league for two years. But yeah. so much stuff happened with him last year. Hey, and bro's a dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, this again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he got that dog in him now. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Uh, I think that might be good for him, but I, yeah. who knows? Who knows what the Jets hierarchy is thinking about all that? But yeah, that's that's the big domino we've been waiting on, as far as a lot of movements. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of movements, regardless, but this was definitely one of the bigger things that needed to happen, and it looks like it's happening. So we'll see what the actual trade compensation looks like once it gets all worked out. But looks like we're gonna see Raj in a different shade of green. In yeah, and September. So. It's gonna look weird, but yep, it is gonna look weird. Okay, we have a lot. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of other stuff to get through. Do we want to just kind of name over like kind of the minor stuff and kind of touch on like a few of them like really quickly before we get to the bigger stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You go ahead, man. Okay, uh, I'm gonna read off some of the things on your list. Um, yeah. I actually just saw that Hayden Hurst signed with the Panthers. So that's, oh, I just saw that too. So that just and, happened. And the Panthers are making moves. We'll, yeah. we'll talk more about them yep, later. They, but. Interesting team. Uh, the Dolphins re-signed both of their running backs, Jeff Wilson and uh, Mostert, yeah. uh, which is rather interesting, on, both on two-year deals. Uh, Rashad Penny signed with the Eagles. Which, which is honestly, as long as his injuries good. don't... Yeah, as long as his injuries don't cause a problem, that's a really good backup to Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, so. I agree. Andy Dalton is now with the Panthers as well. Jacoby Myers just signed with the Raiders. Matt Ryan got cut, which that yeah. was kind of expected. Yeah, that, that was expected. Point. And Taylor Heineke 
is now with the Falcons. Let's talk about this for a brief second. Do you think do you think he's winning that starting job over Desmond Ritter? I think so. I mean, bro, like you've seen in the last two, three years, especially with Washington being in the NFC East, like, so obviously I keep up with them a decent amount because Cowboys fan and all. Like, Taylor Heineke, whenever he's playing, Washington's better, bro. Like, overall, like, obviously he has some bad games and stuff because he's not super great. But, like, honestly, I'm, I kind of thought they should just keep him, you know? But, why not try to trade him off or whatever? Or I don't know if they traded him, but like, I think he should have that starting job in uh, Atlanta, at least for, you know, this year. Cause I think he only signed, I think a one year deal. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. I, I think it's just a one year deal, but he is a like top 20. Uh, I don't know about that. Top 25 quarterback. I'd say maybe like, yeah, he, he could be a starter. I think the there's a case sure. there. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's definitely interesting. I thought the commanders were just going to keep him around forever, honestly, and just throw him in whenever their eventual starting quarterback would get hurt again. Well, they're all in on the Sam Howell train, which that's an interesting choice. And then, obviously, the commanders have had a lot. So, we haven't talked about this on the show, but with them getting the enemy from the Chiefs, I'm very curious to see what ends up happening there as far as their offensive system goes. If they have a drastic improvement or they just kind of like slowly because they got decent weapons to be like a threat on both offense and defense their defense was just like all injury prone like their line and all that so yeah yeah i love terry mcclure and he might be my like favorite person Mm -hmm. in the nfl like Mm -hmm. every time i watch a video of him i like smile because he's like he's a he's a good he's a good man and a really great player so um, yeah, that should be an interesting fit for, for Heineke. I think he's better than Desmond Ritter. Not to say that Desmond Ritter didn't even do so bad when he started playing at the end of last year, but we'll see what happens there. Okay, now we get to the some of the major stuff here. Let's start with the Giants. Okay, so they've done three things. They signed Danny Dimes to a massive deal. I can't remember the numbers on it, but it was a lot of money. They gave Saquon the tag, if I remember correctly, as a result of that. And then yesterday, out of nowhere, they just traded for Darren Waller from the Raiders um, for like a, what was it, a third or fourth rounder? It might have even been a fifth. Yeah, something like that, which the funny bit about that was everybody on uh, on Twitter was like, dang, bro, y'all really going to trade for him when he just got married? And the other half <laughs> of that was like, so Kelsey Plum's going to the New York Liberty now, uh, which is kind of <laughs> funny, uh, which kudos to them. Kelsey Plum is awesome. She's an incredible uh player for the aces what do you think about all that for the division rivals of your dallas cowboys i still don't think daniel jones is that guy but (laughs) uh he did have i'll give props to him he did have a significant this is easily this last season was easily his best year it says he signed a four-year 160 million dollar contract 36 million signing bonus 92 million guaranteed so that's a lot of money the thing is Saquon Barkley is definitely like the best player on that offense. I have learned as a Cowboys fan, I have learned that you should not pay your running backs that like that. And we'll talk way more about that later, but I think it's a little much of an overpay, but he, he knows what he's doing in that system and he's got the legs and he can, he's not a bad quarterback. I don't like him because obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, but he's not the worst 
He's certainly not the best either, but bit of an overpay if you ask me. I, I very much like to know Clayton's uh, views on it. Just and that and that's all, all honesty. It's not even trying to like roast or anything. Yeah, like, not, not trying I, to be I, a troll. <laughs> no, no. Like honestly, I want to know his view on that too, just so get a little bit more perspective from that. They seem to think Daniel Jones is the guy in New York for him, and. Uh, you know, I guess I guess we'll see if he can uh, compete well in the NFC East this, these next couple of years. I know that he he texted me yesterday about the Waller trade and just said fleece in regards it, to that. Yeah, which it was. It absolutely it was. was. But we've seen Darren Waller's injury history, right? Which is probably why it was such a fleece. Because if that man can stay healthy, he's probably a top five tight end in the league. I would even say top three, to be yeah. honest. On his good yeah. day, he's like he's up there. Yeah, and so I mean, we'll have to see how that works out. It does make me a little nervous as a Cowboys fan, obviously, because Darren Waller is that guy, but he's also that guy that uh, has glass bones and paper skin or whatever the SpongeBob yeah. quote is. But right. <laughs> but uh, every morning I break my arms, and every morning I break my legs. <laughs> But for the Giants, I honestly do like that for them, especially for such a low price. I think it's interesting that they decided to do that instead of getting more receiver depth. Not to say that this is a bad idea at all, because Waller's talent is very, very good. Um, And he has a a very high ceiling, I think. But you would think that they would have gotten a couple more guys in the wideout spots. Maybe they're banking on... The guys that got hurt, like Sterling Shepard, for example, like coming yeah. back and being okay, and it all kind of working out. And I also think they're banking on Dable, like his system, like really like rounding out and coming into true form next year, which I think is very possible because I think they did a lot of good things this year um, in his first year as head coach, and I think they're going to improve on that and build on the success that they had this past year, and they'll be able to refine their their system, their playbook more. And so that's what I think could be the reasoning as to why they went this route as opposed to another way. So we'll see what happens. I, I like that move. I don't. I don't think Daniel Jones is that worth that much money, but no, that's no. the market. So like, you got to pay your guy um, yeah. if you really think he's your guy. I definitely agree about the Saquon bit of like you don't want to pay the running backs too much because that could. But be- you do want to pay them enough, enough and, to keep them around, right? And especially like I mean, we saw this year Saquon was healthy. I think the entire year, unless yeah. I'm tripping, but at yep. least a majority of it. And so like we see what Saquon can do whenever he is healthy for pretty much an entire season. So he definitely deserves a bag, but. I guess, I guess we'll see. Maybe they're, they want to see it go another year and just see, you know, if yeah. he can stay healthy and whatnot. Speaking of Vegas, so Darren Waller is not going to be receiving passes from their new starting quarterback, which is mm-hmm. now Jimmy Garoppolo, who mm-hmm. signed a three-year deal of $67.5 million, and about half of that or so is guaranteed. What do you think about that? I, I think it makes sense from the perspective of he's going to be working with McDaniels again. They have familiarity. Do you think that drastically improves them? Do you think it's that much of an upgrade from Derek Carr? I do think it's an upgrade, honestly. And I mean, I feel like we're going to talk about this a lot, but Jimmy G coming off the injury and stuff, you know, I'm hoping he can be healthy for that entire season. I, I like it for the Raiders. It's not you know, it's not crazy money. It's not Daniel Jones money, you know, (laughs) like, and Daniel, Daniel, uh, 
Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Daniel Jones. Very easily, I think. But I, I, I think I like it. And with that, uh, they lost Aaron Waller. But Jacoby Myers, who they got from the Patriots? Sneaky good. That's a good pickup. That's a really good pickup for them. And I, it makes me wonder if maybe Hunter Renfro's on his way out. But Do you I guess think so? I could very much see it. I, I don't think it's that far from true, if that makes sense. Like, I, I could very much see that happening. Because in this system, I got to think about all their, their depth, right? Like, Devontae's their clear number one, which, mm-hmm. man, I feel bad for him with how things have transpired in his world over the last couple yeah. of years. Um, yeah. Poor guy. So He'll Devontae's, be going to the Jets here soon. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? Could you imagine? I don't know if they That'd have be. the draft picks after they trade for Rodgers. Nope. Um, if they'll be able to do that. Anyway. They have Devontae as their one. Was Renfro technically their two? Yes. As I feel the like slot I'm guy? Missing somebody. I mean, there was Matt I think Collins. I had two. Yeah. But I don't think he was the number two. Okay, so in theory, like Meyer slides in at that number two spot, which is yes. I think I think it's That's a very good. Spot good. I like that. And then that gives Renfro the opportunity to be what he was his first year as opposed to last year. And part of that last year was because of his injuries. That's, right. Let's be honest about that. But that first year, because Waller was healthy and because they were distributing the ball a decent bit, like he had a lot of like open plays and like was able to do a lot of things, especially statistically. And that did not happen last year. So I would think that they should try to keep him for the sake of he will have more touches because you got to cover those other two guys. I don't know what Hunter Renfro's contract currently is. I don't know if he's still like signed with them for another year or something. So I'm wondering if maybe they could see it as an opportunity to get more assets. They might be able to offload him somewhere. But I also see your point. I think with Jacoby Myers getting signed, Jacoby Myers should very easily be that number two receiver for them. So maybe it opens up uh hunter a little bit more like i said if he can stay healthy you know so yeah i'm interested to see how the the jimmy experiment works i think it'll be fine it's just because he's more of a game manager it's just how effective can that be um i think jacobs will still be good like he'll still Mm -hmm. be able to well if he i think he's staying there right did they tag him i will look that up they they either tagged him or they're gonna re-sign him something like that i don't think he's leaving from what I understand. I do think that it could go really well, but I also could see it being, eh, because Jimmy G's, you know, he doesn't have the best arm in the world. It says he signed a one-year $10 million, so is that that's a tag, isn't that, it? That might be the tag. Yeah. He might have gotten tagged. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. I don't love it. I'm, I'm very curious. I don't I don't know what else needs to be done. I, th- I do think that team still needs a lot of work, yeah. but I do think his familiarity with McDaniels will help. That will, that will be a good thing, I think. Let's talk about the Rams. We have not talked about either of these things, even though they're not as new information. Um, but they do not employ uh, Bobby Wagner or Leonard Floyd anymore, which is very interesting, especially the Bobby Wagner one. I don't, I'm don't. i very curious what the Rams are doing. I mean, they gave away the best quarterback they've ever had in Baker Mayfield. No, I'm just kidding. But stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, Baker did sign like a one year, I think, with the Bucks. Yeah, that, I meant, forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he'll probably start there, you know, because Tom Brady's <laughs> yeah, gonna, he might, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's time for Baker to make a comeback, baby. Let's go. But anyways. Um, pro- I guess he's probably better than Kyle Trask. 
Yeah, I, would, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll I would see. say it's, I think so, but I'm curious what they're doing because I mean Stafford's still there, right? They still got all their offensive weapons, and obviously Cooper Cub, like Tyler Higby, uh, Cam Akers, who actually Cam Akers started doing well towards the end of last season, which is really good for him and his confidence too, because it was at an all-time low on being on the trade market, all that. We obviously saw a very different team from the Super Bowl winning Rams to last season. So, I mean, and it doesn't look like they've done a ton to improve. Maybe I, it's only what day three of all this free agent stuff in the NFL, like with all the big news and stuff. So, I mean, we'll see what moves they have in the future, but uh, I'm not. Well, I guess because also Jalen Ramsey's now on the Dolphins too. So forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, which is huge for the Dolphins. The Dolphins, like yeah. I said earlier, that division's getting really good. So I'm curious as to what moves the Rams end up making. Hopefully, they're not taking anybody from the Cowboys. But I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. I I know they have to save cap room, but I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening there. It's It feels like a weird expedited rebuild they're trying to do. I, I have no idea. They're very confusing to me because they don't have a lot of assets to really do anything. So, yeah, they're, they're very, very confusing, especially with how last year ended so poorly for them. I kind of think that was their one shot that when they had last year or two years ago. I don't know if they'll be able to get back to that level unless really, all their yeah. young guys just like step up in massive ways and, and Cup has another amazing year. But even in saying that, like they need more weapons on the offensive end too. I know Allen Robertson, Allen Robinson is like seeking a trade right now, and they still well, don't yeah, have. He flopped last year, right? So. And they still don't have an answer at running back. And Tyler Higby's not the best tight end in the world. So yeah. if you're going to be heavily relying on Cooper Cup again, especially coming off an injury season for him as well. I forgot about that. And especially yeah. coming off an injury season for Matt Stafford, who's not getting younger anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, not the best situation, I would say, uh, happening on that side of SoFi. On the other side of SoFi, the Chargers, I think they have a better situation going on. They have a uh, better situation, but, I mean, I guess we'll jump into that with, like, the Eckler trade requests and stuff. Yeah, like, let's get, let's talk about that now. That is odd. I know why, because of the money. I don't think they're willing to give him that much money in the extension. But he is probably the best dual threat back in the league that's what honestly. i'm saying and so he was getting paid like anybody, six million like if anybody does if a running back does deserve the money it's honestly him i think we talked about this like if he gets out of there bro he would be crazy with the bills who need a running back desperately yeah. like there's yeah. i'm trying to think of other teams that are running back honestly I was going to say the Dolphins, but I doubt they try to do anything now with them re-signing both of their former 49er backs. Well, um, the Ravens, if they don't draft yeah. anybody, like that, yeah, could, honestly, that could be a good that spot. Would, that could be really good for them. I'm trying to but, think of, of other teams. The Bills just make the most sense. You know I, what I mean? Absolutely. It was the same thing last year with uh, the whole McCaffrey thing. Yeah, exactly. So, And McCaffrey and Eckler are almost the same honestly they're pretty similar tier levels and stuff i would say they're both a plus if not s tier running backs in the league right now so i would imagine that the the bills are gonna try to get him and if not they'll try to get jamal williams especially since jamal yeah. williams is probably not gonna get brought back by the lions since they just signed david montgomery which is an odd decision yeah, and it was for cheap too. It was only like a I six know. million dollar a year thing. I think it was for 
I think it was a three year thing. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. And I think it was only like either six or eight million, which is kind of cheap because David Montgomery, yeah. he's a solid running back. Yeah, like he had his ups and downs last year, and he's been kind of injury prone sometimes. But it was just the Bears sucked. That's really what that's it the other was. thing too. Like they're so bad, and maybe he needs a new change of scenery in a slightly better situation in Detroit. I'm very curious to see how that situation ends up happening because if I'm the Chargers, I'm trying to get a haul yeah. for Eckler, which they um, deserve. Yeah, pretty much go what with what the. Um, Panthers got for uh, McCaffrey and maybe try to see if you can get a little bit more even. I don't know what they're planning to do then. I don't know how that changes the Chargers offense, you know, like I don't, I don't know who's their backup first of all. And I don't know what their plan is. If they're not going to use that backup as the starting guy, like if they're going to go try to get, I mean, honestly, they could get Jamal Williams. They could get Jamal Williams. And I know we're going to talk about them in a little bit because I'm going to let you just go. Like you, like I was yeah, I know what you're about to say with the Cowboys, but I mean, Zeke if is an option if, now. If they end right? up, yeah. If they end up splitting, which it looks like they're probably going to. Right. So. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple Cowboys things we got to mention. We're running out of stuff. We already talked about Jalen Ramsey. I like that a lot. Yeah, man, I like that the, a lot for Miami. Miami's good, man. Miami is really good. If as Tua as... can just stay healthy, man, that's a good team. That's a and really, I'll, really good I'll team. I'll say this too, though. If Tua gets one more concussion this year, he just, I think he retires. I, I think agree. Health-wise, like three concussions in a year, two in back-to-back weeks, that's horrible. That, yeah. that can't be good for you. No, <laughs> like, I mean, he's going to have CTE. Like, Yeah. I don't wish it upon him, but like... That's just... That's just the reality. But that's a great move to get a really, really stud playmaking guy on the defensive end of the ball. And I, I don't like, like Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I don't but... either. I don't either. But I... move. let's talk about the Bears trading the one pick to the Panthers. It was like two first rounders this year and then like I a think third it was, and a fourth. I think it was two like first, a second or two, some other picks, and, DJ, and Moore. DJ Moore. That is very good, honestly. Him and Claypool together is honestly not a bad tandem. And like a lot of people either talk very stupid highly on Justin Fields or completely opposite. I'm I think Justin Fields has potential to be a really good quarterback. One of my buddies who's a Bears fan says he's going to be mad if he doesn't win MVP or at least be a top nomination for MVP. I'm not going to go that far. I think he could very move not I now. think he could move into like yeah. He's saying this next year he should be, which No. That's no. crazy. But the Bears are doing making some steps to improve this team. I mean, they got a haul for that first pick. And if they wanted to get more, they could even trade back further if they really wanted to. Losing David Montgomery, maybe they have plans to draft someone. And you still have, at least as far as I know, you still have Khalil Herbert, too, who's a very good running back as well. Right, right. So now you got, what, you got Claypool, you got DJ Moore. I can't remember. You got Cole Komet still, who's a fairly good tight end. Didn't do a ton last year, but he's, he's a good option for you. He's um, improving. Yeah, That's absolutely. In terms of that division, because it's the Bears, Packers, Lions, and Vikings, I think they could possibly fight for a second place finish in that division. But because the not... Vikings are are still going to be the cream of the crop in that division. Which also, side note, they made Adam some Thielen. good moves. Well, Adam Thielen, they Adam cut Thielen's, him. Right, they cut him, but they also made good moves on the defensive side of the ball. What was it? I'm not they sure. They got a Marcus Davenport. 
from oh, yeah. uh, the Saints, which that's that's, that's pretty that's good. good. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. I did hear about that. And they made some other move that I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, that Thielen situation is interesting too. I don't know where he could go. Um, I mean, he's still a solid receiver. He could be a two or a three. I mean, honestly, I'd take him on the Cowboys. If his role is being the number three guy, I think that's perfect for him. I think I would take him on the Cowboys because, so we got CD, we got Michael Gallup still. We lost Noah Brown to the Texans. Who, oh, really? I did not yeah, see that. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, you know, it's not a huge loss, but he was a solid number three for us. Uh, and at for a lot of the season, he was our number two. Uh, that was more while Cooper Rush was at quarterback for, what, I think six games or whatever yeah, it was last season. Yeah, him and season. Rush were really good together. Yeah. So, I mean, you're welcome, Noah Brown, for getting you a... I don't know what the contract was, but probably definitely more of a bag than what you probably would have gotten with us. But to catch uh, passes from Davis Mills, or who, I don't even know who's the They're probably going to get. Uh, they're probably going to draft somebody, aren't they? They'll probably get Bryce Young because I bet the Panthers go for C.J. Stroud with that first pick. That's what I wanted Texans. to ask you. Do you think the Panthers are going to get Stroud or, or I Bryce think Young? so. I, I think C.J. Stroud. I and, agree. And with that signing of Andy Dalton, I think they do what I've been preaching where CJ Stroud sits for a year. That's what they need to do. I think it's okay to get him some game experience, but I think it's fairly rare to see a quarterback that stays good, like on his rookie year when he plays his first year. The one exception to that is probably, at least as of right now that I can think of, is probably Trevor Lawrence because he had a phenomenal second season and his first season. I mean, Urban Meyer, man, what are you going to do? Messed that, him up. That's your coach. Yeah. I don't think CJ Stroud, or if it was Bryce Young, whoever it is, I don't think they'll start at the beginning of the year. Andy Dalton is at least going to start those first couple of games, and then maybe we'll see what happens. But that's what I think they should do. You know, start the year off with Andy Dalton. Gives whoever they get, probably CJ Stroud, uh, some, I guess, some tips. Like, you know, just. Give him the opportunity to learn from a veteran quarterback. Yeah, I think Stroud is the move there for sure. Oh, Derek Carr with the Saints. Oh yeah, which um, feels like old news, even though that happened late last. That was week. like the I think that was like the first thing that happened, the first yeah. big thing. They gave him a bag. They did. I'm gonna figure out what that bag was because it, it was, was like four years and a fairly decent four hundred fifty million. A hundred million guarantees. Okay, so basically the Danny Dimes deal, just a little bit different numbers. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad move. I mean, it's better than what they had in, what, Andy Dalton and uh, Jameis. They had Jameis Winston. And Taysom Hill, kind of. I mean, Taysom Hill's Taysom Hill. He's a utility player. But it's funny when you think about you're signing the guy who, when you played him last year, couldn't get past the 50-yard line. But that, obviously, one game doesn't, tell you everything about a quarterback they obviously see something in him i think it's a solid move it's like i said it's going to be better than the 14 other quarterbacks you had last season that's a lot of money though i'll say that that's a crazy amount of money i think it's a good move because he has prior experience working with their head coach dennis allen they were together on the raiders because i think allen was the quarterback's coach at some point early in Carr's career I think that's going to help a lot. Also, again, the the theme of this podcast is change of scenery. I think change of scenery for him is going to work wonders. And he's yeah. got a pretty solid talent pool of Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, whatever you can get out of him, Chris Olave, Taysom Hill as your tight end. They, yeah. have, they have nice pieces, man. They they're really gonna, do. They're going to get a, a 
little worse on defense, I think, losing Davenport, and I think they lost somebody else, but they still have the core of their team, I think, for the most part. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good move. I think it's a risk considering his age, though. Um, that's yeah. kind of the, the big thing. Because he's, he's 31, like 31 right 32. Yeah, he's 31 like right now, so, I mean, he'll be 35 by the end of that contract. So you got, I say, two good years out of him. I mean, for quarterbacks, it's also like not a bad age, though, right? Because I mean, yeah. look at, I mean, we've seen Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the last good Saints quarterback, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He was yeah. very old when he was still doing really good stuff for them. So, yeah, I like true. that move a lot personally. As a as a used to be kind of Saints fan, I, I approve, <laughs> um, and that was only because I was a really big Drew Brees fan, and still am a big Drew, Drew Brees fan. Is he your favorite quarterback of all time? Yeah, obviously I know he's not the best, but of all I mean, the he, quarterbacks he I've ever a, watched, he has like a record or two. I can't remember. Yeah, what, yeah, like the, I think the passing, passing yards, maybe, maybe Brady touchdowns. That. One of the two. One oh yeah, I think you're right. It was passing yards, and then Brady broke it this last season. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. So yeah, I think it's a good move. I really do. Speaking of, you were saying like their defense is getting worse. You know what team is going to get so much worse on defense? The Bengals. They have been stripped clean. I can't even remember face, all the players uh, they what's lost. What's his face signed with? Uh, I can't. I. I mean, somebody signed with somebody, so they left. One of their, I think, their linebackers or one of their safeties. I left? think they lost. They lost a safety, a corner, and a linebacker, I believe. And they were like the core of that. They also haven't really done anything to improve their line a little bit more. They lost P. Ryan to. Oh, did P. Ryan? Uh, oh, okay. Where did he go? Hold up. He was a he nice, went, solid backup for them. He went to the Broncos. Oh. P. Ryan to the Broncos, which honestly, I like that. I think P. Ryan is a very solid receiving back. He will be a really good second option to Javante Williams. If yeah. Javante yeah. Williams stays healthy. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I agree with that. I'm not mad about that. It's a, a two year, seven and a half million deal. So, fairly cheap like nothing nothing crazy you know so i i like that for the broncos i i mean you know me i also just i love samaj p ryan OU. so yes Bumasuna. Yes. Bumasuna. but uh the other two things that i wanted to talk about or one more thing is not cowboys related but that's more of like actual discussion and not like analysis of the move because this move has not happened yet but let's talk about the cowboys they are cutting zeke Right, they tag. It's Paul. not so. Here's what Going I'll say. Cut Zeke. Yeah, yeah. It ha- it's not confirmed yet. It sounds like that's what's going to happen. That clears a ton of cap space for us. It's more of an emotional thing for me, and I'm sure Cowboys fans everywhere. Like we love Zeke, but I think it's a, I think it's time to move on. I would absolutely, and we franchise tag. You were saying that franchise tag Pollard, which is good for us. Hopefully. You know, we can see what we get out of him as a potential starter next year. Maybe we can pay that man uh, not too much, but enough. We would need another running back. I would love to get Jamal Williams, honestly. I mean, the boys have been talking about that one, uh, the potential signing. Or, of him, uh, if, you, if you have certain things fall your way in the draft. I, I would like Bijan Robinson. Bijan. I would very I would very much like I I hate Texas. I hate the Longhorns. Horns down forever. Bijan Robinson is really good to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Really respect good. where respect is due. Like he that that man was the one shining light for the Longhorns. That's very and true. They, 
Longhorns probably had more than that. But anyways, and then uh, yeah, we traded for a. Uh, why am I? I'm blanking all of a sudden. Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, we gave him a fifth for him, which I'm happy with that. That's and I let me look up. I think Gilmore is a little bit older. Uh, yeah, he's like 30, 32, three maybe. He is thirty two. Okay, but that gives us three good uh or two good corners for sure, because Gilmore and uh, Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys uh, resigned our safety. Um, I'm blanking on his name too. Oh, my phone just shut down. That's tough. Uh, Rip. <laughs> Yeah, phone just that was random. Oh, it's back. Um, <laughs> I have to run through this group chat because so many with like my boys in Texas, like we've been yeah, been chatting about showing it. all of the things. Yeah, oh, I bet. Uh, Donovan Wilson, he was one oh, of our right. safeties. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was really good for us this year, and we signed him three year, twenty four million, thirteen and a half guaranteed. I like that. That's. It's not a ton of money wrapped up, and that's a good price for him. Uh, it looks as long as – and we re-signed uh, Lane Vander Esch, too. Uh, our line – our what is it? Uh, I can't remember what exactly he plays. But anyways, our, one of our linebackers who – I liked it. He was really good for us as long as he stayed healthy. I, I think our defense is improving. It's going all in the right direction. I just hope we don't lose anybody knocking on wood really, really hard. I mean, did you have any comments about? <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any comments <laughs> about any of it? Yeah. I like the Gilmore move a lot. I really do. I think anything to bolster the defense is good, especially considering. I mean, the Cowboys have had a good defense for the last few years, so I'm not saying they haven't had a good one, but anything to make it better is a plus. Um, mm-hmm. I do think the offense is still in need of some some pieces, but we'll see what happens on that front. I, I wonder what the backup running back situation becomes now. I, I'm sure it's what's his face that steps up and becomes the number two behind Pollard. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. He played like three games. You know what I'm talking about. We've talked about him on the show before, but I can't remember his name. I would not mind feeling on this team. I, now that you've mentioned that, that's that's not a bad idea at all. And, and get this. Micah Parsons is trying to do some of his own recruiting on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen any of it. He He, is a fun Twitter follower. I, yeah, I, I love him. Uh, He's been, you know, who he's been talking it up with, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh boy! Oh now, boy! Now, D Hop is, I think, probably on the downfall a little bit. But I mean, him and CD there—that's pretty good. If yeah. we added Zealand too, or even just keeping um, our other one, Michael Gallup. Like, man, so many names popping into my head. I'd just be forgetting everybody right now. Uh, but, yeah, like, if we kept Michael Gallup, too, those three, that would be a cra- – and uh, we're probably going to sign Dalton Schultz to an extension, especially since we tagged Pollard. Yeah, I wondered if that was happening. I, I don't want to give him too much money, but we're the Cowboys, so we probably will wrap up too much money in him, which, you know, it's fine. Dalton Schultz is a really good tight end for us, so I'm not, I'm not going to be too upset. But, had a great end of the year last year. Yeah, until the final play against the Niners, or yeah, the those final last couple plays against the Niners in the playoffs. Yeah, but, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. History repeats itself. But anyways, I'm liking everything that I'm seeing out of the Cowboys right now. Even with the Zeke thing, I hate it because of just the emotional attachment. But it it's probably just what needs to be done. 
it was probably time. Yeah. 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 And I knew we were also, the plan was just to restructure his contract to open up more cap space, pretty much give him more of his money right now and have him on like a lesser per year deal. But I'm, I'm okay with losing, uh, losing Zeke. Where do you think he goes? That is an interesting question. Honestly, he's one of those guys I could see go to the bills. Cause I, Zeke is still a good running back, but I think he just needs a new system now. I, I, it's like what you were saying, a change in scenery. A change and he in needs scenery. a defined role. Yeah, because we kind of, it was weird. Like, obviously Zeke was starting for us and stuff, but Pollard was our main back. I mean, Pollard made the Pro Bowl. Like, there's, there's a reason for that. I could see the Bills. I could, I mean, shoot, maybe he runs off to the Bears or something. I'm, I'm just trying to think of more teams that could use a, I, I saying more good teams that could use a solid running back. I mean, even though I just said good teams, maybe the Rams could use them. Uh, I don't, I don't know. The Ravens I, again, I keep bringing them Ravens, up. Ravens, yeah. I mean, I wonder if he takes the pay cut and doesn't go for a lot of money, but I, what do you think about, I mean, this is just me speculating, but you put him as a backup to Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. I mean, that would be a crazy, crazy duo. That would be good for the Bengals as long as they can make sure that line's upgraded enough. Zeke needs to, his role needs to be what Marion Barber used to be for us back in the day. Just that third down, third and short, for uh, like fourth and goal to go. Yeah. Like, just pound it down the middle running back. That, that's where he's just the most effective. He's honestly solid in the pass game too. He's not awful, but... uh. He knows how to get open. And honestly, we saw it a lot this year. He's actually really good at blocking. He's a really good blocking back, which a lot of teams, you know, they could use that. You know, uh, maybe the Bengals could use that for more protection for Joe. That That's honestly, I'm thinking about that more and more. And that kind of makes some decent sense. But he, I feel like Zeke still has a little bit of pride to him and he's going to want to start wherever he goes. Oh, absolutely. But maybe, but, yeah. You know, I guess we'll see. I'm trying to think of other teams off the top of my head, but I can't really can't really think of any that would make a lot of sense as of now um may, eh, no not even the vikings because they still have Dalvin yeah cook. i was about to say that's literally what i was thinking of but that i mean they still got yeah. Dalvin cook and they have uh alexander madison, madison i think still as the backup which is a decent backup so i i really like the gilmore move i i already said it but i really do i think that's a yeah that's a very nice nice move uh, to get him and to bolster that secondary even more. One last NFL thing, unless I'm forgetting anything. We need to talk about Lamar Jackson and the fact that he's not gone anywhere yet. This whole situation has been very, very, very weird. What do we What do we think about it? Slash, what is the solution? What is the resolution to the situation? Because I, I don't have a gauge on it. I have no, have no idea what could happen. I'm just going to speculate. He needs to get out. If he wants to get paid. And also, if he wants a shot at winning the Super Bowl, he needs to get out. Because the Ravens aren't providing him with enough weapons. Like, he shouldn't have to do everything on his legs with Mark Andrews as his number one receiver. I think, I I don't know what teams he would fit in best at. You know, the Jets were one of those options. But obviously, the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is now coming into fruition or whatever the word is i don't know big words like that but uh, words are hard words are hard yeah they are but straight up he needs to get out of baltimore i think i mean bro is an mvp for a reason you know what probably the best dual threat he can lob it downfield and he can run like no other like 
it's it's insane what he's capable of doing on his legs but yeah i i very highly doubt he goes another year in baltimore i think it's very interesting like the report that came out of all the teams that were like yeah we don't want him yeah we don't want him like we we have no interest that that's very odd you know like maybe it doesn't have to do with on the field stuff more off the yeah field who stuff. knows who knows there's maybe some behind the scenes stuff that we don't know but i thought that was that was very odd i don't know man i feel like baltimore is kind of the perfect place for him in a lot of ways well not like perfect place but most ideal but also they need to like set him up for success better you know because they have no receivers Give that man some help they have like kind of running backs ish but like he's the running back you know yeah. like he's having to do almost everything on that team and like you said his best target is mark andrews which is not a bad tight end no, but, not at all. But if he's your best target, that's that's saying something. Um, yeah. Not great. So if I were a betting man, which I don't live in Oklahoma like you do, so I'm not a betting <laughs> man. <laughs> but if I were a betting man, I don't think I would bet that he would leave. Uh, I think I would bet that he'd stay. It would not surprise me if he left because I know he wants the bag. I know he wants that fully guaranteed deal. And I do think the ripple effects of that are going to be pretty massive because it, it'll – Changed the market even more than it already has. And I think this has a direct implication on what happens with Jalen Hurts' extension. Because I think if mm-hmm. I'm Jalen Hurts and I see Lamar Jackson getting a pretty much fully guaranteed, if not fully, fully guaranteed contract, I'm going to the Eagles hierarchy and saying, I need that. Because that's what I view myself at. I don't know. I, I, I genuinely have no idea. This is such a mysterious, mysterious situation. And with the whole, like, he doesn't have an agent, so he's negotiating himself. That's a whole lo- another layer of, like, yeah. interest. And- Bro needs to get an agent. <laughs> yeah. Up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a it's a very odd situation. But I I think he's going to end up staying there because I do think that's the most ideal spot. Because I, I can't think of, like, another team where he, like, immediately comes in. And goes to work. Right. Like, I could see, like, a trade where, like, it becomes kind of like an NBA sign-in trade where, like, you know, hypothetically speaking, this would never happen. But, like, if the Giants are like, we want him, let's trade Jones and yeah. Lamar for each other. Like, this would never happen. But, like, something of right, that, right, like, right. nature. Maybe, I mean, not to wish bad on Dak Prescott, but maybe the Cowboys I was saying I'd be okay. If Honestly, the Cowboys I struggle would be okay next with year, it. You you swap Prescott for Lamar at, at the end of next season. I, I was I'm pretty sure at the end of the se- season, like when we were about to lose against the 49ers, I was saying, all right, let's trade a uh, Zeke and Dak for Lamar straight up. Like, yeah, yeah, never and, know. And I mean, partially kidding, but like, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. That's the only way in which I could see like him being on another team really like happening. But then again, maybe I'm forgetting a team that like needs. A quarterback because i just don't see him going to like like the panthers or yeah, the texans no. for example I, I don't see that at all maybe the texans because of the new head coaches they just got and no, with, but they're gonna draft bryce right, young probably right and if they weren't drafting him that would be like okay like maybe you do go throw the money at lamar he becomes your face of the franchise after uh losing to sean watson that's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of the contract because Lamar is looking at Deshaun and the deal that he got. Yeah. But yeah, I have, I have no idea. I think that would have to be a, we're going to switch things up and put the league into chaos sort of move. 
now that you mention it, if things don't work out with Deshaun, which I mean, you know, you know how we both feel about that. But yeah. if things if the Browns don't work out whatever they're trying to do with Deshaun Watson, that could be a decent market for him. The yeah. Browns, honestly. Yeah. He would look so bad in those uniforms, true, but he might play well. True. You you've never said a more true thing in your life, my friend. <laughs> uh, by the way, has Jacoby Brissett signed anywhere? I think he has, uh, or I thought he was going to. I haven't heard anything. I could look it up, though. I mean, as far as I see, it looks like he's still... Still there. Okay. He's still there, but there's one article that's titled QB, uh, QB Jacoby Brissett drawing interest from the Bucks and the Eagles. That's what so, I saw. That's what I saw. That he could he, be a really good backup on the Eagles, and honestly, he could be... He's probably better than Baker, and that pains me to say. Cause, yeah. Uh, no one else in the world is better than Baker, but... No, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, it, okay, from that, this is an episode. Thanks for listening on Flex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kidding. Noah, you're off the show forever. Stop talking about Baker so much. You are Jeez. suspended. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my own Baker Mayfield podcast. <laughs> no, but <laughs> from uh, uh, man. yeah, it looks like from these articles that I'm just seeing strictly the titles on it looks like it's either the bucks or the eagles that are looking to grab him as either a backup or you know in the bucks case a possible starter yeah okay so all right you ready to talk hoop <sighs> yeah and this is where we yeah. get sad, and sad but we don't and have to start outside we don't have to start outside let's talk about not maps first okay listen you, you know no. we're gonna talk about the maps um, and it is not fun times being no, a Mavs fan cry. slash Mavs observer like I am currently. Um, yeah. But we do need to talk about some other teams and some other situations, and we'll do some of that before and after. Let's start with Jaw, though, because I just saw on Twitter, mm-hmm. did you see mm-hmm. that too, uh, that he yeah. left the counseling program in Florida and that he – Met with uh, Silver today. Listener, if you didn't know what's going on with John Morant, um, he has been in a lot of situations this year. Um, the most recent one being he got on his Instagram live after they played the Nuggets like a week or two ago, and he flashed a gun on video, and that led to him being uh, told to stay away from the team. From the Grizzlies, he has not played since that incident, uh, and he said that he was going to get help. Um, this is coming off the heels of a report that came out earlier that week of a police report that a, he was allegedly beating up a kid. And then some stuff like at the mall with his mom or something. Right, and also coming off the heels of an earlier report right around the All-Star break of like his like crew like pointing showing a, laser, a laser, showing a laser at Pacer staff, yeah. which like implies that that laser was coming from a gun. Coming off the heels of uh, him you know, calling people out on Twitter and saying he's going to mess him up or kill him or stuff like that. Like threatening people and also on Twitter. Him saying he's fine in the West. No, I'm just kidding. Well, but, I, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a whole separate thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. all those things kind of jumbled up together has kind of led us to this point where he's not played basketball in two weeks and he's getting the help that I would hope that he's getting. Um, because if he's serious about it, he should take it seriously and he should try to get better because he, he is young and he has time to fix this. I will say um, that I said it after the, the video came out and that whole thing happened. The red flags have been there for a while. So that kind of the outburst of like, why is this happening? Oh, like, like, he's fine. Like, no, like if you've been carefully observing, like this has kind of been coming. 
um, with him. And I don't think there's anybody in his inner circle. And this is obvious, I think, in my mind, because he had to go get help in Florida, because nobody in his inner circle is telling him, hey, dude, stop. You know, like his dad is certainly not telling him that. You know, yeah. I think his dad is probably making the situation worse. I don't want to assume that, but like, I think if his dad would have said something by now, maybe this thing would not have gotten to this point. You know, I, I don't wish bad will on Jaw because we know Jaw is a fantastic basketball player. Absolutely. He he brings a lot of, of fun to the league. He's the face of that franchise in, in Memphis, even though, you know, we've talked about on the show and off the air, like, Memphis is in all the all the things that yeah. that happened with Memphis. Like he's a really good dad. Like I like I'm very impressed with how he is with his with his daughter. You know things like that. And like I said, he's young, so he's got time to fix this. But this did not surprise me. And the red flags were coming, I think, for a long time. And so I don't understand the people that are like really quick to defend him because really, like, if you've really been following, like. There's not much to defend him after that gun video came out. Maybe you could say so after the police report of him beating up the 17-year-old because there were no charges pressed and there was probably not enough evidence or whatever. But after that video, it's like, can you really defend him? Everything's been kind of building on each other. Not a great situation. What other thoughts do you have? It's kind of just spinning up what you had just said like he really is just such a great player and he's so young to where he's got to do what he can to fix what has happened like he he still has a great career ahead of him it's just he's young he's dumb he doesn't he doesn't understand the like consequences that are gonna come or maybe now obviously he's starting to understand the consequences that have come because they've came but like he he just he didn't know what he was doing like i i don't want to defend him that much besides just saying you know it's kind of a cop-out to say oh like what i was just saying it's kind of a cop-out to say you know he's young whatever but in reality he is he it's not but it's also like stop with this gangster act like you're not you're not a gangster jaw like like he grew up in a great family and stuff like you know you see the pictures of him like with his family and stuff he grew up in a great situation it's not like he's hood you know yeah yeah grew up in the suburbs like and had two supportive parents yeah which awesome that's amazing to have that kind of support with you growing up and stuff like so don't don't mess it up you know i'm i remember you and me were talking about there was the potential for like a 50 game suspension or something yeah because if the gun that he had if it was real and it was on premises of the team playing that technically triggers that number which means he would have been out for the rest of the season and part next year yeah very easily so i don't like jaw just because he talks too much and the grizzlies aren't that good even though they just beat the Mavs back to back although the Mavs didn't have Luke or Kyrie but that's another thing I I hope he's getting the help I hope he's taking it seriously like you were saying and I hope if and when he comes back he learned from these mistakes doesn't let it come up again and has a great career for the rest of his career (laughs) yeah I agree I think there's still some investigation things that need to get worked out before he really gets cleared so I would imagine if he comes back I don't think it's happening until right before if not right at the start of the playoff also can we jump back to NFL super quickly we totally forgot Darius Slay and the fact that he got cut (laughs) yeah totally forgot that uh where is he where do you think he's gonna go like I I would think I'll take him 
<laughs> I'll take him on the Cowboys. Hey, no problem. That would be three crazy good corners. We re-signed our safety. Like, um, I, you know who would that. actually be a good fit for him since we were just talking about them a little while ago, the Bengals? They yeah. need reinforcement. Oh, that, that's where he's going. <laughs> yep, we just – you heard it here first. That, we have spoken it into existence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that – I don't know what the Eagles are doing. They re-signed um, – their other guy. I was just talking about it with you. Yeah. What was, what uh, was it? Hold on. Let me let me look back at our text thread from literally an hour ago. Uh, Bradbury. Yeah. Bradbury. Yeah. They Bradbury, resigned yeah. Bradbury, which is I mean that's good, but they gave I I can't remember what the deal was, but they gave him a lot of money, which this happened before they cut him, and so like maybe they knew something was coming, so they figured make sure we at least satisfy our other corner, our other pretty good corner, so. I mean, Darius Slay, he, he, he's a top three, if like, if not a top three, easily top five corner in the league. Yeah. He's going to be able to get his bag wherever he goes. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Back to NBA. Let's move on from the Josh situation. Um, I really don't want to talk about the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks is getting talked about enough. I don't want to feed into that I stupidity. That, man. He's the worst. And, and that's all I'll say. The Bucks are the first team in the playoffs. They clinched last night. I will go on the record and say right now, I think they're winning the championship. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. They're on that. I don't so think anybody good. from the West is winning it. So, And I think as long as everybody's healthy, I think they're beating the Celtics in a series. They, they're they going to destroy the Sixers. I don't think the Sixers have a chance. Yeah. But obviously the Celtics would give them a run for their money again like they did last year. And I am kind of worried about the Celtics and how they're trending right now because their late game situations have not been good. Tatum has kind of regressed yeah. a little bit, um, which is not great. And the Bucks are just everything. They seem is unstoppable going, right yeah, now. Like, Brooke Lopez is going he's stupid. He's unbelievable. Right now. I mean, he's fighting Trey Lyles like he's <laughs> uh, he's blocking like nine shots a game or whatever yeah, that, it is. Yeah, he just have nine a nine block yeah, game, something like that. He's he's like up there for a defensive player of the year, if not for Jaron Jackson. Jay Crowder's been a decent addition. Like we that, that was a really good thought. pickup. Yeah, honestly. Joe Ingles was... has improved a lot. Um, he was is Giannis coming... back now? Yeah, Giannis yeah, is back oh, now, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, he was. And they were they were the Bucks were doing great without him. They they were still keeping because they they had that win streak going into the All Star break, right? Yes. And they kept it going for like another three or four games, I think, uh, without Giannis. And then they finally lost. I don't remember to who, but they finally lost. And I mean. Yeah, the it's the Bucks at this point. It's the Bucks to lose right now. Yeah, I don't think there's a team in the West competing with them either. That there's a team. There's probably some teams that could compete with the Celtics. Yeah, if the Celtics were to somehow make it over the Bucks, I hate saying it, but maybe a fully healthy Suns could compete with the Bucks. But, even even then, bro. Like, but just purely based off starters, they could. But yeah, the well, Suns and here's the thing: like the depth. Suns don't have the depth, and then in that situation, Durant has to guard Giannis. Like, has yeah. to guard Giannis, and he's gonna get tired because Giannis is just gonna go, go, yeah. go the whole time. And we saw the last time Giannis and Durant were in a series. Who won that series? The Bucks did. Yeah. If not for Durant's line being or foot being it, on it, the, if it wasn't for Durant's clown feet that he got. <laughs> His which is still one of the craziest things that it was literally because his toe peaked over the line literally so wild. reminds me of that spongebob meme where he's about to drive and his toe pokes out of the shoe and like 
presses on the gas. That's what that reminds me of. Yes. He yes. poked out and poked yes. over the three-point line. Bingo. Bingo. I, yeah, I, I don't see the Suns beating the Bucks. I mean, I mean they, yeah. they already beat them two years ago when the Suns had a better and deeper team. Well, not a better team, but they had a deeper but team. But deeper. Yeah. yeah the, that's, it's not happening. No, I don't think that's happening. Especially without Drew's playing. With, Drew has been incredible this year. You know, we talked about like whether or not he should have been an all-star, but it, it, no matter that, he's still phenomenal this year. Yeah, yeah. so good. Gosh, um, it's been unbelievable. I mean, if they finish first, which it looks like they're going to, I would, I would argue that he has a case to be all all NBA, like second or third team. Yeah. Oh, Pretty yeah, easily. definitely. I'm trying to think of a team really in the West that could give them any sort of run for their money honestly maybe the maybe i mean the nuggets have been struggling recently though they have been oh yeah they're on a four game losing streak yeah wow yeah not Um, not looking good honestly the only other team and tell me if i'm crazy the only other team i could see doing it to them might be the clippers just because sure that like in terms of just teams in the west like i mean we talked about like going into the season, the Clippers were a scary team, you know, preseason. Kawhi's been rolling. Paul George is doing his thing. They got Russell. I mean, I'm not sure how Russell's been doing as of late, but I mean, it's been all right. they're, on a, they're on a three game win streak. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at it right now. Like they're the sixth seed, but like, I think they're better than the Kings and the Grizzlies. Oh yeah. And I mean, yeah. Arguably, you know, they'll, they'd be able to easily win a series again not easily but they'd be able to win series against both the warriors and the suns and possibly the nuggets too yeah so yeah the warriors would be interesting if everybody's healthy and if they figure out how to win on the road <laughs> which that's still, their problem uh, i'm year. sure they're still struggling they with are that. so they're bad seven and 26 on the road i think they've lost seven in a row on the road and they've won seven in a row at home that's like, insane. Yeah, no, it's literally they're twenty nine and seven at home and seven and twenty six on the road. It is That's ridiculous. Insane. It is, re- and they're about to go on a five year road trip, so we're about to see their true colors with everybody healthy. Kind of, they. Well, I mean, in that scenario, if the Warriors somehow made the finals and played the Bucks, they have absolutely no shot if Andrew Wiggins is not in that series. And Andrew Wiggins hasn't yeah. played since forever. It feels like, and yeah, I, don't, I don't even know if he's going to be back at all this season. So. Yeah, the Bucks have been incredible. The Lakers have been so much better. Oh my goodness! Even Le- 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 without LeBron, my goodness, they've been so much better. It I helps. Mean, shoot, when, they got the same record as the Mavericks. When you have good players on your team, look what happens. Like good job of like the McDaniel's Beasley or no, not McDaniel's. The not McDaniel's Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt yeah, Beasley. Yeah, Vander- Vanderbilt has been a beast. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Like what? It, like. Who would have thought wings, three and D players make a difference? Yeah, no doubt they make a difference, people. My goodness. Uh Woj Bomb a little bit. Oh. NBA suspending Memphis Grizzly Sar John Morant. Oh, where did it go? Uh, without pay for conduct for uh eight games. So Okay. Does, how many more games are left in the season for him, I wonder? So that takes him out. I think that takes him out of that Mav- last Mavs game that they have with each other, maybe. So he's coming back before playoffs. 15 games. 15 games yeah. left. The okay, Grizzlies so he's have. coming back before playoffs. Yeah, it, so he won't play against the Mavericks again. Okay. But they'll probably still beat us. Yeah, because David Roddy will drop 30 again. God. Yeah, God. Anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of other teams we want to talk about what we stall and talk about the, the Kings have been again incredible. Oh yeah, don't what, they have fifty wins now? Or uh, not fifty? Forty. Yeah. Yeah. Forty. Yeah. No. Yeah. They might get fifty wins though. At the end of the day, we'll see. 
They they've been looking looking good. I don't think they're going to do great in the playoffs, though. No, I agree. I agree. I think they make it to the second. I could very well see them yeah. making it to the second yeah. round, but I would be very, very surprised to... Uh, oh, uh, sorry, another NFL one. Uh, Patriots are expected to sign uh, Juju. That, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with losing Jacoby Myers, I don't hate they that. Somebody. I don't hate that, but Bill Belichick is also murdering whatever potential Mac Jones had, honestly. And Matt, uh, you know, Matthew, like my, bu- my buddy, Matthew, he, he used to be the Patriots used to be his second team. He's always been the biggest Tom Brady f- fanboy. He's now been saying recently that bill Belichick without Tom Brady, like if he had never had Tom Brady, he wouldn't even be a top 10 coach ever. That's how he sees it. And he definitely exaggerates some, but like we, we see what that the Patriots have done. Nothing since tom brady left now he hasn't had as quite as good of teams and stuff but still wait hold on uh apparently wait a minute how does that make sense shams just said that jaw's eligible to return against the mavericks that doesn't make any sense that's not eight games from now yeah that's like five so Uh, they play each other again in five days oh no that no okay no that's what the nba press report says Morant will be eligible to return for the team's game against the Mavericks on Monday, March 20th. That sucks. <laughs> so I guess the suspension is retroactive? What does that mean? Like, the games he's missed count towards that? Oh, that's stupid. <sighs> okay. That's stupid. That, yeah, that is really stupid. Oh my gosh, so what, he's got like three more games left? Yeah, because that's not a, I mean, that's a team thing. I mean, they didn't even really suspend him, they just, he was away from the team. Like, the Grizzlies had suspended him for two games, I think, and then he went away from the team. That's, that's weird. I was going to say something, but I'll say that off the air, but like, (laughs) that's... Also, I kind of have suspicions as to what kind of counseling he's getting if it only took him like two days before everything is apparently right again. That's, uh, that's, that's odd. Yeah, I don't like that, but (laughs) overall, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that we're going to have to see him again, too. Oh, boy. But that could be, so it could be slightly biased, but. No, but I, I I don't think this is being handled as good as it could, as, as we're seeing it happen in real time. Anyways, okay, let's get sad. Let's talk about the maps. Oh boy! Uh, so the Mavs have been sliding so bad recently. Uh, I think they've won three games in the span of a month, which is super bad. Yeah, we're three and seven in our last ten. Not great. This team can't play defense, which we all knew was going to happen once you traded away your best defensive player for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, to be expected. The effort has kind of been there, but not really. And certain people have stepped up. Like I will say. Tim honestly has stepped up both off, yeah. especially offensively, but honestly defensively, he's. It's not, you know, it's not like he's going to be a Dorian Finney-Smith replacement by any means, but he's yeah. he's he's trended in the right direction overall defensively. Yeah, because he had to. Right. He has. So, I mean, he has to step up and be kind of a decent wing defender. Same goes for Justin Holiday as well. Which, since his first game, Justin Holiday, especially been, offensively, yeah. has really not, yeah. not really done much. Yeah, but his defense. Maxie's been gone. good. Yeah, Maxie's been yeah. pretty good gosh. since his uh, injury. Yeah. Gosh, what a difference he makes because he's like yeah. one of the two good defenders we have on this team. Obviously, Kai and Luca like work well because the offense is awesome when they're both yeah. on the floor together. I mean, there's still kinks to work out. There's still all the dumb late game struggles that easily. I mean, we have fixed. what the second or third most clutch games in the season, like in the NBA right now, this and season. And we probably have like the worst record of that <laughs> yeah. because of how bad we fumbled back. Cause Jason Kidd uh, cannot 
draw plays. We're going to talk about Jason Kidd a lot uh, here in a yeah. second and about how awful he's been the whole season, but really recently. Yeah. And the other thing that's been kind of weird recently is the Christian Wood experience being – Yeah. It's, it's been weird the whole year, but the other night – when you're down your two best players and you still only play your third leading score 15 minutes because you have lots of bigs in your rotation when clearly none of those bigs are that good and you take him out at the end of the Lakers game when he was the best at guarding Anthony Davis and you brought Powell in and that helped them close it out as opposed to trying to take back the lead. Just not a lot of good stuff happening in Mavs land. Currently the Mavs are sitting, I think, in eighth or ninth, which is the plan. Which so so the Thunder, the Mavs, and the Lakers are all 34 and 35, but the Thunder are 8th, we're ninth, and the Lakers are 10th. The Thunder being 8th is absolutely incredible, by the way. Like, yeah. the fact that they could end in the play is kind of insane. Here's what I'll say. This is the product of all the poor decision-making that has happened since the Western Conference Finals last year of not re-signing Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Instead using your one avenue to get better to sign a center who has literally done nothing since he Oh joined. my gosh, bro, dude. And I was so excited about getting JaVel at the beginning, bro. So bad. What a, I was what so... a disaster. What a disaster that signing's been. You're not playing your guy that you traded for who's clearly the third best player on this team by a pretty decent margin. I understand he has his defensive things and his effort things, and I know he's a very frustrating player. And he has been for good bits of the season but his talent and his scoring ability i don't think can go unnoticed especially on a team who doesn't play defense anymore like i think yeah. you throw defense off the window at this point we just we need to do what the kings do they just outscore they score teams. they score what 140 a game but let up 139 exactly. every game like, exactly exactly um especially when you have on the floor most nights the two best players on the floor like what are we doing i mean there's there's a lot of things i could say Although all the offseason stuff, the the poor management of of minutes and rotations and development, especially of Jaden Hardy, I've been following a lot on Mavs Twitter. Just a discussion about Jaden Hardy and the fact that maybe if if we have developed him more earlier in the season, that he would have been in a much better shape because he's become kind of important now. Because I mean, if nobody's going to play defense, you might as well have him on the floor because his scoring ability matters a lot. To yeah, because I mean, what was it? So we played. Not last night, right? But the night before. Monday night. I think yeah. it was. Jane Hardy led scoring, I think, with 28. But the thing is, he was kind of, he was pretty inefficient uh, outside the first quarter. He, I mean, I, th- but it just goes to show that potential that he has. Um, the only thing I'll say, I guess, on it is I'm, I love Jane Hardy, but right now I just, when everyone's healthy, I don't fully see where he can fit in and rotation wise. Because when everyone's healthy, both him and, like, right the fourth or whatever, and then, like, they're not getting minutes. I, I just, I'm, I don't fully know where, maybe he could step in if Josh Green was struggling or maybe, like, Tim was struggling or something just to give us another spark. I almost think you need to throw him in in those minutes where Kai is the, is the first the point guard and Lucas on the bench and you have Jaden. So like start of the second yeah, quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I think those Jaden and him out there yeah. with who though, I guess. I, I mean, I, Christian you, Wood you throw probably who, you throw whoever in there and it, the defense is hor- horrible, horrible. On, if you have those three guys on the floor ever, but the pace is a lot better. The, yeah. the ball pace is a lot better. The shot making, I think will be pretty good. So I guess what I could, I guess you could, I could see like a, a Hardy, a Kyrie, Josh green, 
Maxi and Christian Wood, maybe. Yeah, because it still gives us good out. defense there. And yeah. also Josh Green, too, even though lately he's been kind of, eh. Yeah. But that's been more offensively rather than defensively. The only bad time when Josh Green is bad on defense is when he starts getting into foul trouble, which happens a decent amount. Well, and that's because he's not a true wing. He's kind of a smaller wing defender, and he's not the best defender to begin with anyway. So I know there's been kind of like some angst and frustration from Mass fans about like, his play recently, but also it's like kind of to be expected when you're giving a lot of the, the Dorian load to him. Yeah, know? that's true. So I think there has to be a lot of patience there because he's developed really nicely this year, but he's still not a finished product. And you're clearly seeing that in the ways that he's having to, you know, adapt to being one of the top five or six guys on the team um, right now, because he has to be, um, and there's going to be growing pains with that. Um, this is not the role that I don't think he would have thought he was going to have at the start of the year. Um, but he has it now. And for the mass to have any su- success, he's going to have to play through that and to, you know, make mistakes and to go through weird stretches like that. But also side note, um, confirmed for the juju thing, three years for 33 million. So <sighs> that's, a, yeah, that's, I, that's a not lot. a lot of money, but that's a lot of money for juju. I think, <laughs> yeah. How much is that is guaranteed? It was off. Ian Rappaport's thing, so it doesn't okay. tell me. I don't. I don't see anything about guaranteeing and stuff. Okay. And also, Woj uh, said the thing that Shams had said. So his first game will eligible will be against the Mavs. That's so dumb. That's that's that sucks. That sucks for us. We could rule that so much better. But anyway, okay. Let's talk about Jason Kidd and how frustrating he has been. I've been on this train since game freaking three or four. Whenever we played. New Orleans at the start of the year, at the very start of the year. I like kind of jokingly, but kind of seriously said, hey, fire him. And a lot of people rightfully were like, you're stupid. Like, it, like it's the third game of the season. But look at what everybody else is saying now. Yeah. This is a weird victory lap to take, but I'm taking my victory lap because <laughs> things are not going well. Even you texting me the other night, like, I think I'm starting to get on the yeah, campaign train. I, I was like, and you know me, I feel like I'm, at least of the people you talk to, I probably have to be You've the last. You've given him the longest leash, by far. And it's just because, and I, here's what I think, and I'll let, I'll let you go on your rant, but like, <laughs> he he took us to the Western Conference Finals, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, and also like, this is more of a theory. I guess we'll see it now if we even make playoffs, but I he, maybe Jason Kidd is kind of, this might sound weird, but like kind of built for playoffs in a way as a coach because i mean we saw what he did against the suns and like the warrior series that was just that i don't necessarily take that out on jason kidd really that was more just us being you know exhausted sure. and reggie bullock shooting oh of 10 in a game i think he's the kind of guy that can adapt if you give him you know more time now it's something that you shouldn't have to do that, but maybe in a playoff series, if it goes to six or seven games, like maybe he's the kind of guy that can really figure out how to beat this team that they're going against. You know what I'm saying? Sure. How, how to effectively limit them. Like, I mean, last year he knew exactly in that sun series, he knew exactly how to use Frank off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, that's not the only example, but that's just the one I'm going with for right now. Well, and, and he also knew how to drag Gobert out of the paint in the Jazz yeah, series, exactly. too. Like, having Maxi like, his hot shooting, like... And even in the years when we played against the Clippers, like, he knew how to... I mean, this was also Luka, you know, well, obviously. Well, he didn't coach when we played the Clippers. 
Carlisle, oh, that's true. Carlisle that's true. You're right. 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 It all runs but, together. It's fine. I mean, he. I guess in that case, he knew Lucas' strengths maybe to get the big man out to guard him and stuff. I don't know. But that also could just be Luca being Luca. But right, and and finding the right play, having the right reads on everything, which he usually the ma- does. mismatches and whatnot. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess my question now is like, realistically, like, where, like, where is the team gonna land? <sighs> I'm gonna look at our remaining schedule. I don't. I don't know if this team is gonna get out of the play at this point because I think the Lakers are trending up. You know, I think the Timberwolves have figured <sighs> some stuff out. Unfortunately for us, and they're about to get Cat back in a couple weeks. I think the Warriors, unless they sink on the road the next five games, like they're probably fine. Well, this is what I think. So say the Mavs make it to the sixth seed you know depending who we play i could very well see us making at least the second round it obviously all depends up on matchup if we made it to the fifth i think we could win a series against the grizzlies even though they just murked us twice in a row but like i could very well see us being the grizzlies and if it ended up being the kings in that second seed like very well i could see us at least competing for to make the second round right if we are the seven or eight seed I think we would lose the first game. Then I think we could very well win the second game. If we are the 9 or 10 seed, I think we lose that first game and we're out. I mean, obviously, it still depends on the matchups. But that's just just based off trends and stuff. I think I think that's how it's going to go. I do think that if the Mavs end up as a 6 seed and you put them against either the Grizzlies or the Kings, I think very easily the Mavs win that. Like, I, I have no hesitation. More so with the Kings, but I think the Mavs are a great matchup against the Grizzlies. Now, I do say, I will say now that it is harder because part of the Mavs' success over the last few years against the Grizzlies was because Dorian was such a good matchup against uh, Ja to where that's not the case anymore. Reggie's going to have to take that load and, and probably Holiday and Green a little bit too. Um, and that will not be as good. It won't be as good, but I think that'll still be effective. I think we'd still be able to limit him. Yeah, but we guard everybody else decently well on that roster, and and the rest of that roster is kind of. I mean, those me. last two games too, like uh, we we shut down Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, he didn't do nothing against us in both those games. Yeah, I agree. And the Kings, I mean, they can't play defense. So it's just going to be a matter of who outscores who. And I would I would take my chances with Luca, with playoff Luca and playoff Kai, as opposed to just now making the playoffs for the first time ever. Deer and Fox, and I think only been in the playoffs once before Devonta Sabonis and the rest of that supporting cast. When they were in the the bubble, was happening? Was he on the Pacers then, or was he on the Thunder? I think he was on the Pacers. I think he's and made they it were in the, the playoffs. They were decent, right? I think he was. Yeah, I think he's made it with the Pacers, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, okay, and but still very little. Maybe with the Thunder too, like before he got traded. But I definitely think he's made it with the Pacers, if I remember correctly. I mean, he if he was on the Thunder, that was the time when the Thunder were good enough to consistently make playoffs. Right, so. yeah. And also, if the standings end up shaking out the way it could, in the sense of, like, the Kings finishing two, the Grizzlies finishing three, or flip-flop. They're one game apart, so. The Mavs still have a decent track to, if the Suns stay in the four, to avoid the Suns, until the West Finals, and then play the Kings one round, the Grizzlies another round, depending on if they get out of the first round, whatever the other team is. And then you, with all the crap that has happened this season, you could still be in a position to make the Western Conference Finals again, 
if certain yeah. things break your way and everything's everybody's healthy and things get figured mm-hmm. out. That's exactly what I was talking about with my roommate. Like, uh, it was kind of like what I was saying earlier. If we make a top six, we could very well make the Western Conference Finals. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Like you, you're you're just adding to my point. I definitely see a world in which that happens. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I don't think there's enough defense on this team for the Mavs to survive winning two series. I definitely think there's enough to survive one. But, I mean, we saw it last year, even with the better defensive team that we had. I mean, Dorian and Reggie got just absolutely burned out by the end of the season or by the end of yeah. the Warriors series. Like, they just couldn't keep up anymore. And now you're, yeah. you don't have Dorian. You're going to have more responsibility put on Bullock. You're going to have responsibility on Tim, which takes away some of his energy from scoring. You're going to have that get taken away from, from Josh Green's energy. You're going to have to rely on you're going to have to rely probably on Frank and spot minutes again in some scenarios, depending on matchups. And you're going to have to rely on Justin Holiday a decent bit. And Maxie's going to have to be on the floor pretty much at all times. So, yeah, I, I do think there's a way. We just start Maxie over Dwight. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree. Or Christian Wood. Honestly, start Christian Wood. I mean, Christian Wood. We've been saying that, though. Christian We've Wood, been saying that. Christian Wood should have been the starter game one season. But here we are because of incompetence. We're, we have not gotten to that point. Yeah, I, I do think that there's a way in which that could happen, and then that kind of being the end of it, depending on if you play Phoenix or Denver. I mean, you have decent shots against both of those teams. If you play the Warriors again, even with the Warriors not being as deep, like they're just so good. Like yeah. in the playoffs, whoever has home court advantage, I think wins that series. And as long as you don't play the Clippers, I think you're you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, but also I the Clippers are kind of fl- fluky. Like they they technically are a deeper team, but like, how good is that depth? You know what I mean? Like Marcus Morris has not had a good year this year. Norm Powell though has been great, but he's been hurt for a while. That's the yeah, thing. that's true. How effective is Russ going to be in a playoff situation? How effective is uh, Terrence Mann with a lot of minutes going to have? Are going to be probably wouldn't see Bones out there. No, I doubt no, it. He's so bad defensively um, that it would have worked. I mean, it would be Eric Gordon's going to play a lot, and that's good for scoring because he can't defend worth a lick. So, and then what you got like for big men? You got both Zubak and uh, Mason Plumley now, yeah, which is a, an improvement, you know, because uh, when Zubak was off the floor, like they had no centers, but then it, it also helped them unleash the five out lineup that worked really well for them in both series against us. So I think there's a way to still kind of salvage something from this year, but man, things do not look good right now. I, I do think realistically that this team is going to end up playing a play in game as much as it pains me to say that. And it's also, it's partially just cause you know, the Mavs are, you know, on the downfall right now, but it's also just cause of how close the West is, man. Yeah. I mean, the, like, the, the it's West ridiculous. is like, pardon my language, but the West is hell. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. A, the difference between the, like, okay, so the Suns at the four seed are nine games behind, and then the Warriors and Clippers are both 10, Timberwolves are 11, Thunder, Mavs, uh, uh, Lakers are, whoa, I just lost it, they're 12 games behind, 13 for the 11 and 12 seed, like, it's, the difference between the four seed and the 13 seed is, what, four games? That's crazy Wild. close. Wild. Weird times. I definitely agree with you what you said earlier that I don't think anybody from the West is winning the finals. Um, any other math thoughts before um, we kind of put a bow on this episode? I think I was mentioning like the last couple games with the Grizzlies. We didn't have Luca or Kyrie. I don't think one of those games we had Tim either, or maybe he was just hurt for a little bit. The second game or something. He was hurt for part of it. 
but in our next game which is oh it's, it is today okay we play the spurs at 7 30 today yeah uh, march 15th from what i remember i think it was Kyrie, tim and someone else i guess was hurt we're all probable for tonight luca is still out with i think it was a quad strain or a calf strain yeah, thigh um, strain, something whatever. with his legs. Kyrie said he's uh, probably out tonight. He said it's not looking good for him to play. So okay, at the end of the day, you know, you want to make sure they're healthy, but it's tough. If we lose this game against the Spurs tonight, bro, tank for <sighs> Wemby, tank for yeah. Wemby, not yeah. playing. But I want to just kind of look over their schedule real quick. So next five games, we got the Spurs, which even with injuries should be a dub. The Lakers, man, there are they're they're trending up while we're trending down. We we got to win that one. I mean, honestly, we got to win all of these games, you know, that goes without saying, but we really got to beat the Lakers, especially since we have the same record right now. That's a huge game for us. Got the Grizzlies, which I guess now we know Ja will be back for. That would be a huge dub for us. Spurs, Lakers, Grizzlies, Warriors and then I guess I'll do their six games. The Hornets back to back. I think you and me talked about a lot this a lot off the air. We were saying like this upcoming schedule looked great for not great, but they were all winnable games for the most part. And I still very much believe that, but it doesn't look pretty. No, it is not. Especially with um, how bad the defense has been. Yeah, we I mean we gotta get those back to back games against the Hornets. We gotta beat the Spurs. And we absolutely have to beat the Lakers. I think that might be one of the most important games out of that five, six game stretch. Yeah. yeah. So better hope LeBron's not back by then. Um, the Cowboys have cut Zeke officially. Just to, just to have that on the record that it happened while we were recording. You heard it here first on the Dennis and Friends podcast. It, it's true. It's very true. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, uh, be long. It will be just, old information. Just edit this part to the very front. <laughs> Can you imagine? I like the intro. Oh my gosh, that that would be funny. Am I? Are we missing anything else? Not that I can think of. I wanted to uh, to briefly bring up a couple things with you real quick before we stop recording. Did you see Erling Holland yesterday? Uh, was it that interview? No, 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 or no, 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 just no. in his game. Uh, this man scored five goals in the Champions League game yesterday. Who were they playing? Leipzig, who's like a good defensive team. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> That man, that man, that man deserves a Ballon d'Or. He is, he is absurd. Phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He's, he's literally Thanos. I hate Man City. Thanos in real life is mm-hmm. Erling Holland. I, I mean, I hate City too. Bro could probably score three of those with his eyes closed. Like, straight up, bro. Straight up. He's insane. Uh, is he still? I know he was hurt for a while. Is he still like the goal scoring leader for Premier League? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured he was. Who do you, I mean? Do you know off the top of the noggin who's second? Uh, I think it's uh, it might be Ivan Tony from Brentford, or maybe no Salah hasn't. Well, maybe Salah scored ten. Maybe one of the Arsenal guys. But it's like a it's a wide margin. It's like a twenty yeah. goal difference. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. Wild. Is he gonna break? Vardy has a record right now, right? Well, I don't know if Vardy has a record. It might be Alan Shearer, like way back in the day. Um, Premier League goal scoring record season. Yeah, yeah. Alan Shearer, 34. Okay, so Holland has, golly, I mean, Holland has like 20 something right now, close to 30. I know he has like over 30 across all comps, but 
not Justin Price. It says he has 28 right now. Okay. I mean, he's probably, in gonna, Premier League. He's probably gonna break it. He's probably how many games do they got left? Uh, about 12. 11 or 12. Oh my gosh, he has to score six goals in 12 games to tie it. I mean, we'll do that in three. Yeah, he's, he's, two. He can score two hat tricks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's gonna. You think he gets 40? I think that's very realistic. I think that's very, yeah. very realistic. That's. Dude. That's crazy. Insane. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, March Madness starts tomorrow. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on any of it. Um, uh, I, I don't. I, I just I don't keep up enough with uh, college basketball. I'm going to watch March Madness. I'm not necessarily going to have a favor going into it. I mean, I'll, I'll keep up with it. I'll watch it. Maybe maybe uh, throw some Monopoly money here and there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Little, Monopoly. <clears throat> yes, emphasis on Monopoly. A little two uh-huh, bucks here uh-huh. and there. Nothing crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing crazy. The U.S. just uh, announced a roster for their friendlies, which is interesting because uh, got about half of the guys from the World Cup roster that are back. And also speaking of soccer or football, the World Cup uh, format was announced yesterday. I wanted to briefly oh, yeah. bring that up. Noah and I were talking about it yesterday over text. We're now going to have groups of four, which is definitely the move, instead of groups of three. And uh, that means every team will have the chance to play an extra game, which means the max that somebody will play is eight um, if they make the final or make the third place game. And uh, that means 108 games across five or six weeks. It should be pretty fun, don't you think? I, I like it. I, I like adding more teams. It's just all it is is more soccer, man. Yeah. And I mean, with it next year or next year, next time, I guess, being in North America, that's going to it's gonna be awesome. I wonder how many games we're going to go to. How many games can we afford, though? That's the question. Oh, oh, dude, I'm saving. None of them. I'm saving money right now just to yeah. just to go. Yeah, throw, throw maybe 500 on the side just in case. Oh, Who yeah. Knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, Especially I'm, if it's a USA game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I've got, I would go to watch anybody, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because it's the World Cup. And it, and it only but happens here every so often. If, if USA plays in Dallas. You're there. I am going to ask uh for a small loan of a million dollars you can you can get in there for maybe like a hundred maybe yeah you, you probably wouldn't even need a hundred realistically with how many people you can fit in jerry's world let's be yeah. honest but but they're gonna hike those prices oh yeah Re- yeah so. the resale market's gonna be wild yeah in this so. economy last thing before we go um very important question I have to ask you. Okay. Are you planning to attend Drake's tour? <laughs> I didn't even know he had a tour. Where, where? He announced it yesterday or Monday. Oh, okay. So it's like still very new information. But I will tell you that he is in Dallas like late June, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's going to be in Oklahoma. I will check to be sure. But it's called It's All a Blur. And He'd it probably is, go to Tulsa if he was going to Oklahoma. And it is with Twenty One Savage. Ooh, and that 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 definitely piques my interest a lot more. Yes, because you know, I mean, I like I like Drake. I don't love his new stuff. I loved his newest album. You meme it a lot, but you know, that's I love yes. that new no, album. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but it was it was better than uh, honestly. Never mind. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and Certified Lover Boy. I mean, you know me. Twenty One's a a he's one of my goats or. Uh, yeah, he's one of my top three favorites. So I would I would love to see Twenty One in concert. So I would they will, absolutely just go for Twenty One. So they will be in Dallas on June twenty fourth and in Houston on June twenty first. So that's really rude. You can't wait till I'm moving back to Texas. Just another couple weeks, you know. 
they will not be in Oklahoma, and they will not be. Oh, interesting. Okay, they will not be doing multiple nights um, in Texas. It's just it's just one in Houston, one, one in, in Houston, Dallas, one in Dallas. Yeah, because he's doing like two nights in New York, two nights in Brooklyn, two nights in LA. You know, stuff like that. So I mean, that those make sense to be two nights there. If it if he was going to do two nights in Texas, I would expect it to be two nights in Houston. Yeah, probably. yeah. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, baby. I, I think that's it. Long episodes is what we do best over here on this show, especially with when Noah's here. Um, listener, thanks for being here. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to leave a five-star review and rating on Spotify and Apple and wherever you listen to the show at. Be sure to follow both of us on socials. Uh, all the links for that will be in the show notes. And be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at DennisFriendsPod at Gmail. Actually, that's the email. DennisFriendsPod.gmail.com is the email where you can like send questions and stuff. The, the podcast Instagram is at DennisFriendsPod. You know, just me mixing both of those things up. I don't know when the next episode will be. And I don't know if this will drop before March Madness tomorrow. But if it does, be sure to sign up for a March Madness tournament group. If you haven't already. My listening to this recommendation for this week. I, that TGS podcast that I mentioned to you guys a couple weeks ago. That I was going to appear on finally dropped last week and it was super fun to be a part of that so that link for that episode show notes it's called live times so you have to find it there yeah i don't really have anything else so until next time be good do good Shout us out Bye.